This is the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, each week we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. On our last show, we talked with world traveler and successful entrepreneur, Tracy Bogan, about the importance of finding a coach that's right for you. We also talked with Jody Stanislaw, a naturopathic doctor and entrepreneur, about how she had grown an amazing online business to fit her lifestyle. And we closed out the show with our business builder segment, where we talked about the importance of adding premium products and services to your offerings. If you missed any of those, especially the interesting discussion on premium products, go to TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and listen to the show. Michael, what do we have planned for today? Well, first up in our Trends and Insights segment, Janelle will be talking with author, speaker, coach, and successful entrepreneur Anastasia Button about the value of public speaking. Next, in today's success interview, we'll talk with the founder of Trademark Factory, Andre Minkoff, about how he built a successful business by defining his own niche in the market. In our Business Builder segment, I'll be back to give you some tips for elevating your one-on-one and small group coaching. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper and let's get started. First up, it's Trends and Insights, your insider's look at industry changes being leveraged by today's most successful coaches, speakers, and authors. Today, we're talking with millennial expert and author of the book, Hashtag New Job, New Life, Anastasia Button. Anastasia has her finger on the pulse of the millennial generation, and I can't wait to hear what she has to share with us. Welcome, Anastasia. Hi. Thank you for having me, Janelle. I'm really excited to hear what you have to say and what you have to share. And I'd love to start our conversation with asking our guests to tell us what trends they're seeing that are impacting coaches, authors, and speakers. Well, you know, you hear a lot, especially in the millennial world, right? You hear a lot about being needed on social media. You know, you've got to get on YouTube and Facebook and Snapchat and all these other platforms when that is important to have, and you definitely want to have a presence on there. But one of the biggest trends that I'm seeing and, and actually implementing myself is not focusing as much time on social media as I need to focus actually doing public speaking. Interesting, because everybody keeps saying you've got to spend all this time. And I know for me, when I start to get on social media, I can get lost and time just disappears. Yeah, we call that the vortex. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's the Facebook vortex. You go on there to post 
you know, something about your business, something your your book even, or what you're pitching, and and all of a sudden you're looking at kitty videos for the next three hours. And uh, yeah, so that is the vortex. But it's not necessarily the, the kitty videos you need to worry about. It's the fact that you're spending a lot of time pitching your business so much on social media, but you do want to have that engagement online. But if you're missing the fact of going out into the real world and having public speaking and those engagements with people in the audience and having that sort of relationship building, it's very powerful. And then you can follow up with them online. You know, online we think we have to get all of our, our leads and our sales, but it's really that's where you create the community. But you have to get the community there, but you really want to get out into that public speaking world and you know, even on the radio or on television, you know, you just have people make that personal connection with you offline. We'll get them with you online. So those are the trends that I'm seeing lately. I mean, I absolutely agree with you, and that's why I love the face-to-face networking that we do at eWomen Network, because it's about building the relationship. And I find once you do that, then you can, like you say, follow up online and continue the conversation, which you don't have to continue it in person all the time, but I think it helps move it forward a little bit faster and at a deeper level, because people can actually see you, they get to know you, they can hear from you, and that makes a big difference, I think, in how quickly you build the relationship. Oh, most definitely. And and here's another way you can take it when I say go and do public speaking, get out in the world and, and network. Uh, for example, my publisher, he does all these really big events all around the world, and he asks some of his authors who have quite a lot of success behind them to go on to these Skype calls to tell you know, these people who are aspiring authors how they can help them. And so I get on these Skype calls all over the world, and, and I'm not having to leave my living room. You know? I'm, in, I'm all the way in the Philippines, Sweden, India, Europe, all over the United States, Canada, and I'm doing these Skype calls for only about 10 minutes. And mm-hmm. then at the end of it, I always say, connect with me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I don't give them a pitch. I don't give them, you know, you know, pay thousands of thousands of dollars, you know, and anything like that. I say connect with me on Facebook. And depending on the size of the room, I always get about 10 to 15% of the room to add me on Facebook as friends, not as likes on my page. Mm-hmm. And, so we, and so then we continue the conversation through there, which ends up being in a sale and as a, as a client of mine. So you don't even have to leave, leave your living room to do a speaking event. You know, but you just got to kind of think outside the box instead of pitching everything on social media. Get outside and go and go make more connections with people on a larger scale. I like that. And I know that I saw a picture you were doing something at like 2.30 in the morning your time because you were talking <laughs> yeah. around the world. And I love that. I use Skype and Zoom and love the technology because it does make it easy to expand your reach and for people to get to know who you are. Yes, most definitely. And, you know, tech is a great way to bring people together as long as you know how to use it correctly, you know. You get a lot of people out there who think they're in business or they they think they have an idea and they just, you know, they kind of throw up on social media about it. <laughs> you know those people. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, no fault to them. They, don't, they just don't understand how it works. But, you know, they just kind of throw up all over social media. And so we're, we, we have become jaded. It's just like the billboard. You know, we've seen billboards all our lives. We don't pay attention to them anymore. Same thing on social media. If you're spouting out on social media, it's the same idea. So you've got to create that relationship first before you really bring them into that community. I agree. And I think it's on social media when you're doing things. I know a lot of people are using 
the instant videos and doing that. But it's really about doing things that are adding value to the people that you're connecting with because you can't just be offering them to get into one of your programs or to work with you. I find that it's the most, the deepest relationships start where you really build the value. You're offering them something without asking for anything in return. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah, and, and it's the cool thing about this idea of having that, you know, you go and you go out and you speak for free, let's say, and you're speaking to in front of about 80 people. I mean, it was just this last weekend. I went to a bunch of entrepreneurs, actually. I mean, my focus is in millennials, but I help entrepreneurs as well. So I'm going out and I'm speaking for free in front of about 80 people in this wonderful hotel, the Double Tree Hilton down in Colorado Springs, and I'm just speaking for free. About 20 minutes. It wasn't that long, only about 20 minutes. And at the end, I say, if you'd like to connect with me on Facebook, I'd love to be your friend. But I also offered a free consultation if you'd like to talk to me because it's all about you. I'm not saying, oh, I do this with my business. Oh, I do this and I help you with this. It's like, no, it's all about you. It's, you know, are we a good fit? Or is it, do I need to make a connection with you and, and bring in somebody else that you're needing? Like, do you need a lawyer? Do you need a financial coach? Do you, what do you need in your life that helps you? You make it about them. And so you're providing value rather than, again, throwing up all of your offers, right? And so, you know, when you do things like that, out of 80 people, I got 27 people who wanted to opt into my free consultation. That's 30% of the room. That's pretty good. And so when you have this, this relationship building, you're sitting there and you're in front of everybody. They're getting a feeling of who you are, your energy, what value you bring, and then you let them know, I want to help you out even further. You can't. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's why one of the things that we really encourage people to do in through Turn Knowledge to Profit is creating your uh, some sort of a free offer, whether it's an ebook, whether it's something you're doing the the consultations, the interactions, but it's really important to have some way for people to take an action um, in addition to connecting with you on Facebook, but I think giving them something or an opportunity to have a conversation or for an opportunity for them to get value really helps enhance that relationship. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like 10 times fold. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to convert 30% of the room if I just kept pitching how great I am, what I can do for you, and all that stuff. It's like, no, I provide you value, and then we can talk later. Absolutely. And that's why I encourage people when they're talking and only have a short amount of time um, to talk, you know, 20 minutes or so, really to focus the majority of it on adding value because if you add that value, people are going to want to talk to you more. They're going to want to learn more. They're going to want to learn about you. You don't need to spend five or ten minutes selling and positioning yourself. That will come after if you give them the value because they're going to want more. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And the cool thing is when you do that, they, they already have a sense of where you stand. And now it's time on the second meeting for you to understand who they are and where they stand. And then you already have that relationship at the end of it, so you know if you guys should work together or not. And that's the greatest part. It's okay if you don't work well together because you can always refer them to someone else or they can refer you. And they trust you once that relationship is built. But you can't really do that immediately, at least, off of social media. 
I absolutely agree. And I know when I have conversations with people, when once you've done something to help them or you've given to them, then the next question they say is, how can I support you? And I've had it happen 100% of the time if you're connecting with the right people. So sometimes people think, well, if I give something away, it's going to be less that I have to offer. But what I find is the more you give, the more you get. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, I've um, uh, just yesterday, even in person, of course, I'm talking to this millennial. He's very lost. He wants to be a geologist, but he kind of quit school, and so he's off this, like, weird track. And so I just talked to him, and I just asked questions. Like, he didn't even tell him what I did. You know, <laughs> I'm just asking him questions about, well, have you thought of this? Have you thought of this? And, and so on. And I really got to know who he is. And then I revealed, you know, I'm the author of this, of this upcoming book, Hashtag New Job New Life, and I didn't say anything about how I can help him with my business. I said, I know some archaeologists over on the other side of the state that would love to have interns in geology. Would you like me to make a connection? And he said, absolutely. And he said, by the way, what do you do? <laughs> and, of course, I went into what I do and how I help people. And, you know, later on I will follow up with him. But I don't do things right off the bat. You know, you get people who, who even in person, they'll come up to you and they'll just hand you a card and say, I do real estate. Do you know, do you know anyone who would buy? And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's totally the wrong way to go. It's like this guy is definitely going to work with me if he's looking for a career coach or he knows plenty of people who would need it because I asked him questions and I got to know who he is and where his struggles are. And then I offered him a solution that didn't even revolve around me. And so we tend to forget that we need to offer something to people for them to be, accept it and then to accept you and trust you. And so then they can do business with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been a great conversation. How can our listeners connect with you and learn more about what you have to offer? Well, I would love to help anybody out. Of course, I'm going to offer that anyone can add me on Facebook as a friend. I still got quite a few spots left, and I'd love to connect with you, see how I can help you best, and, you know, even Mindstorm. So you can find me at Anastasia button. I think I'm the only Anastasia in the world on Facebook that has my name, Anastasia Button, so I'm pretty easy to find. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I have a personal page and a business page, Do What You Like, and um, I'd love to connect with you and help you out in understanding um, what you can do with your career, your business, or even your life. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been fun. We need to take a real quick break, but stay tuned. When we return, it's our success interview, and you don't want to miss it. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. 
Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. Are you ready to step into all of your greatness, to release the confidence that lies within, to stop playing small and settling for mediocrity? If so, then you need to join us at our eWomen Network International Conference and Business Expo in Dallas this year on August 4th through the 7th. There will be hundreds of women entrepreneurs from all over the world waiting to meet you to share knowledge, wisdom, and even partnerships. Our world-renowned speakers will teach, inspire, and motivate you to greater heights. Plus, the food, the fun, and entertainment at the best party in town will rock all of your senses. Look, no one makes it alone. So it's time to stop trying to be the COE, the chief of everything, and step into your role as CEO. The eWomen Network Conference is the perfect place to make that happen. Register at eWomenNetwork.com. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host, Janelle McCauley. Today's success interview is with the founder of Trademark Factory, Andre Minkoff. Andre has an amazing story. He started as his professional life as a copyright lawyer in his native Russia before moving to Canada in 2007 to start a new business. Trademark Factory. I'm really excited about our conversation today to hear both his story and all the things he has to share. Welcome, Andre. Thanks for having me. I want to start our conversation. I'd love to do this with all my guests. To have you tell us a little bit about your story, um, how you got started in your business, and how it's evolved over time. You know what? I'm mesmerized where I am today because if somebody told me I'd be doing this the way I'm doing it today, I, I would have never believed it. So the whole thing started more than 21 years ago when my dad uh, in Russia heard his music on the radio advertising Samsung without his permission. He was a famous Russian composer, Mark Minkov. And uh, I was then just attending my law school and really had no desire to be an intellectual property lawyer. But as I helped him go through that process and win basically one level below from the Supreme Court of Russia, that was my first case. Uh, mm. I'm really passionate about intellectual property and that's really has been the only thing I've been doing ever since. And um, I've worked for the biggest names like Google, Microsoft, Facebook, uh, you know, DreamWorks, J.K. Rowling, and I can go on and on and on uh, while still in Russia. And then in about 10 years ago, in 2007, can't believe it's been 10 years, I realized <laughs> that I had enough of living in Russia and uh, I moved to Canada and I had to start everything from scratch. I had to go back to law school. I have to do everything again. And when I finished my law school um, and got my lawyer license, um, I was going through probably the most frustrating years of my life because for the first time in my life, uh, people didn't seem to want what I had for them. I couldn't find a job. 
right? Uh, I sent out resumes all across the country, got zero offers, even though I had you know, more experience than any of the students that came out of law schools, maybe because of that. But anyway, that's when I picked up the book by Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which gave me the courage to start my own business. And at that point, really, I saw that business as a traditional law, for, law firm Law as a traditional law firm that would just do intellectual property, uh, but very quickly, very quickly, I realized that my success with that business would have very little to do with my excellence and my brilliance as a lawyer, and have everything to do with my ability as a marketer and as a sales guy, which at that point really I had none. Uh, and I uh, started going to all of those web webinars, seminars, reading all those books and getting better and better at this until one day in, I think it was 2013, I came up with this idea of Trademark Factory by asking 100 business owners what they hated about dealing with uh, traditional lawyers who helped them with trademarks. And I listened to them and created something that was the opposite of what everybody hated. That's how Trademark Factory was born. Initially, it was just a trademark, uh, just a marketing gimmick, but it ended up being a uh, viable model, and we're now going into our, what is it, uh, sixth year, fifth year, sixth year. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, it's really interesting because, a couple of things that you you mentioned. I mean, you, you've really gone through a huge transformation because you gave up everything you knew and moved to a new country. And then oftentimes when people do something like that and they're not immediately successful, they give up and, you know, quit what they're doing. But instead you really got to learning. And even though you had a lot of education, which you have to have to become a lawyer in multiple countries, you really started looking at what were other resources and got creative. And it sounds like by doing that, it really spurred a lot of what you were thinking. And I think it's a great lesson in your story for entrepreneurs about really creating and then really dominating your niche, which is what you have done. Well, thank you for saying this. You know, I, I think there's, if there's one thing that I can attribute this to is that I just hate losing, you know? And uh, when I get into a battle and it's not working out, you know, I'm probably the most persistent person out there. If I need to pee a hole through a rock, I will, right? And uh, it's, 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 it's funny because, you know, the trademarking business as, uh, as, as, as uh, lucrative as it is, I mean, there are other ways to make money. And, uh, what I think about it is, if it wasn't for my passion for intellectual property, with you know, starting with my dad, and if it wasn't for my distaste for losing, you know, I I might have used that same energy to build something completely different. But I'm so happy that I'm in a different country with a different language, all across the ocean from where I used to do that, doing what I love doing best, doing what I you know, I'm very good at, it's, it's, it's a blessing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all because, again, as you said, I was open to facing those challenges and just going through them as, as, they, as they came. Well, and we have um, Robert Kiyosaki's book on 
our bookshelf, and it is a great book. And I think it's important for people to find those mentors, those people that inspire you to be able to kind of get those ideas. And you did one of the ones that I think is really important. You went out and asked people. Now, part of it's asking the right question and kind of figuring what that what that is, but you didn't just ask two or three people. You said you asked a hundred people. So you've got some real good market research. And did you have to go through asking all hundred of them or did you start to see a trend early on as far as what the issue was? Well, the trend was immediate because they all said the same three things, right? Everybody hated the hourly fees. Everybody hated the uncertainty uh, and basically how many hours it's going to be. And uh, everybody hated that even uh, after the lawyer would put in their time, uh, if there was no result, they still had to pay, right? Because lawyers sell their time. They don't sell the mm -hmm. result. I'm like, interesting. How can we reverse that? And that's how I came up with the idea of Trademark Factory. We have free trademark search where we have a single flat fee that takes you from start to finish, no matter how long it takes us to get you there with a 100% money back guarantee. And when I was starting this, everybody told me I was crazy because uh, nobody's doing this. Nobody's doing this still, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, every day when I wake up, I'm like, great. Thank you. Stay where you are. That's the only way I can ever become successful with this. Because when I started this, you know, all, all of the competition, they still have infinitely more resources than I do uh, with all the years of building themselves up as a lawyer, as a law firm. So uh, I'm very glad that, uh, you know, my risk uh, is bringing rewards because, uh, you know, again, I'm building something that uh, people love, the business owners love because they can appreciate. I'm a, I'm a small business owner myself, right? So I can appreciate what predictability, what predictability uh, does, right? How important that is for us to know whether we're buying something that is guaranteed compared to just spending money on somebody doing something for you, which you don't even know will bring results or not. Mm -hmm. So how did you keep from getting discouraged when people said it won't work? Um, because I know so oftentimes as entrepreneurs, we ask the people around us for their input and their ideas. And a lot of times they'll say, I don't like it. It's, it's not a good idea. How, do you, how did you get past that? And how did you know you were on the right track and didn't just give up and start going down a totally different path? It's, it's, it's interesting you should ask that. Really, I'm not, or I wasn't, that great with asking questions and listening to other people. I'm a lone wolf by design, right? And uh, when I asked those 100 business owners, that probably wasn't a big exception and a big uh, step away from what I typically would do. Until last year, actually, yeah, last year, last December, I uh, finally got myself a mentor uh, who is helping me along the way and helping me look at my growth uh, more objectively. And uh, having the mentor actually taught me to ask more questions, right? I have it, one of the things that I have, so I, we have a weekly report, and one of my points on that report is that I have to ask at least three questions, right? Uh, whether or not, those are the questions that I was really 
planning to ask, I have to ask three questions a week. And by doing this, I taught myself to ask more people more questions. It just makes my life so much easier because mm-hmm. instead of agonizing over finding the perfect solution myself, which I can, right? Uh, the, the, the question is, is it even worth looking for a solution, right? Maybe there are other solutions I'm not seeing. Uh, so by asking, it just you know, make makes things a lot easier. So if there's one thing I learned in the last year is ask more questions, ask more questions, and it's going to make your life much easier. Mm-hmm. Interesting. One of the things we did at dinner as our kids were growing up, and um, we still ask the grandkids, what great question did you ask today? And just it's a conversation and it really gets you to think about asking questions. What did you learn? You know, and because I don't think I don't think people ask enough questions. Um, I think they listen to what people say and they say, okay, I'm going to change what I'm doing. And I think you've really got to ask those good questions to know that you're on the right path. Yeah, I, I think it's a brilliant question. I might steal that from you. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely welcome to. We need to take a real quick break, but when we come back, I have a couple more questions for you. And then I want to talk about how you use products and and really structure some of the things that you do. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. This is the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. And today's success interview is with the founder of Trademark Factory, Andre Minkoff. And if you missed the first part of our conversation, you need to go back. Andre's got an incredible story and really 
didn't give up when most people would have. And I think it's a real lesson for us as entrepreneurs to really understand that, you know, things don't always go the way they think that they're going to. And it's important to find your niche and find out what you're an expert at. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that, that Andre. Um, the one thing I'd love to ask you is, I know one of the things is you had to give up your law license to do what you're doing now. And you went through that process twice in Russia and then in Canada. How did you make that decision to give up something like that, that took you so long to do and was such a big part of your life? No, that was probably one of the scariest things I've ever done, but also one of the best things I've ever done as it happened. Uh, so as I was researching ways to grow the company, to scale it up internationally, mm -hmm. I, was, I realized that I was uh, uh, facing more and more challenges about complying with all sorts of crazy regulations uh, imposed on lawyers by the uh, British Columbia Canadian uh, Law Society. Well, it's kind of a bar association. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm a very free market oriented person, right? That was really the reason why I wanted to leave Russia because I wanted to go, assumed that where I was going to was very free market oriented economy. Right? I'm not going to get into uh, the political side of that argument, but uh, I don't believe that you know, professions should be regulated. I don't think that government should get involved in licensing lawyers, doctors, teachers, anything like that. But anyway, uh, what I realized is that I couldn't do for my clients what they wanted me to do the way they wanted me to do it for them without violating some rules, some arbitrary rules designed by the, uh, by the law society. And what I did is that I started thinking about this, maybe I should give up the license, maybe I should give up the license, and uh, was uh, trying to figure out how would giving up the license, A, help me uh, get there, and B, uh, how, you know, how I could still have a business and not violate their other rules. Mm -hmm. And uh, during that process, I realized, you know what, uh, what started with a typical law firm, right? When I started the business, again, it was just a traditional law firm. But as I was transitioning, when I was learning more and more marketing and uh, you know, uh, sales and building businesses, I realized that I was spending more and more time uh, building relationships, building systems, building something that works, and less and less time doing the actual legal work. Right? I'm still passionate about the result. I'm still passionate about the industry, but I'm less passionate about, you know, spending 14 hours drafting a contract for a client. So realize, you know what? I'm spending less and less time doing what I have to be a lawyer for to do. And uh, maybe it's time. So uh, what I did is I spent about a week, probably read through about 3,000 pages worth of all sorts of regulations in Canada and US, uh, just to see uh, whether my new model would allow me to do what I wanna do. And lo and behold, find, found a way to make this work. And we've been running this uh, for over a year now. And uh, guess what? I had five best quarters in a row the moment I gave up my lawyer license. So in, in, in Canada, what, what helped is that I have three years 
to claim that license back without having to go to law school again or having to write the exam all I have to do is say, you know what, I changed my mind, I want the license back. And so when I gave it up, I was having that on the back of my mind, maybe I'll do it if it doesn't work. Right? Because I was terrified because all I, because what I had to do is I had to send an email to all of our clients and say, you know what, I'm no longer a lawyer. If you mm-hmm. bought our services because you thought I was a lawyer, uh, I'm sorry to say I can't help you anymore. If you want a refund, we'll give you a refund. Uh, but if you bought our services because you believe that what you want is the result, not the process, then we'd be happy if you stayed. And guess what? Nobody, not a single person left. And to me, that was really a, the, the best testimonial. The feedback we were getting from, from people, you know, it, when, I, when I think about it, it was, you know, one, one of the sweetest things I've ever had in my life because people said, you know, we don't care whether you have a laminated piece of paper that says you're a lawyer. What we care about is the results you're giving us. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think those results are so important. And I think oftentimes people, you know, get confused on what they're really looking for. And I think when you're clear of what you want and what results you want, it really helps you. And, you know, I think about, because I actually, at one point, I'm really good in, in finance and with numbers. It's not my passion, but I'm really good at it. And I was a Series 7 and 24 licensed securities principal, and I had to give those up um, because I wanted to make a change in the, and do something different, and I left the industry. And it took me a long time to decide if I wanted to give those up. Um, and I did have that window that I could go back if I wanted to within two years, and I, I decided not to. But knowing what that buffer is, I think oftentimes people stay someplace because they're afraid to leave when if you really look at it, the risk is really low because what's the worst that would have happened? You could have gone back within those three years and picked up. I mean, you would have had to start with clients and that, but but it's not that big of a deal really when you look at it. So here's what I want to share. It's uh, probably one of the best metaphors for, for life that I managed to find. So actually a few, a few weeks ago, so I just moved to Coquitlam uh, which is about a 30-minute drive from Vancouver, to those who don't know. And unlike Vancouver, there's a lot of snow here, which I didn't know. One of the reasons I moved to Vancouver is because I didn't want to go through snow anymore after living for three <laughs> years in Russia. So we moved here, and it's a, it's a big house kind of uh, far from the main streets. And there's a lot of snow, and it's undrivable completely undrivable. And for three days, we stay home, right? I tell my wife, don't go because it's just undrivable. And I stay home because it's undrivable. And then we go for a walk on the third day. And we go towards the, the, the bigger street. And it's like 100, maybe 150 meters, right? You, you, you go, you turn to a corner, you turn the corner, and what we saw is that all roads were absolutely clear from there, right? So all those uh, machines that clear roads, they mm-hmm. went to the, to the big one, but they just didn't make one extra turn uh, to, you know, to clean our, our road. And I'm like, it was so close, you know? And uh, 
it's like I said, it's, I think it's a great metaphor for life because a lot of people just stay in their comfort zone without even knowing how close uh, completely different life is, right? Something that's completely different, something that could be complete, much better, uh, much better from what they used to, but they don't take that active step to see what's out there. They just continue doing what they do because that's the only thing they, they've been trained to do. And, uh, you know, to, to me, uh, making that change, I think it made me a much happier person. I mean, look, I've, I've, uh, when, I, when I speak on stage and I say I was a lawyer for 20 years, and uh, people look at me like, you don't look like somebody who was a lawyer for 20 years because, you know, I look pretty, pretty young for my, for, my, for my age. And I started really early, too. Uh, mm -hmm. I, my answer is it's because I never hated doing what I do. Right? I've always loved the uh the law of, of intellectual property because you know that's that's uh what uh what, that's what i'm passionate about i love helping people protect that which only exists because they created it uh but when i realized that i can't do the same thing i can help people i, I can actually help more people by not clinging on to this designation uh, that was that was that, that was a big eye opener for me, and uh, I, th I think it would open the doors, a lot of doors for me, uh, in terms of where I'm gonna take my business and uh, what I'm gonna do in the future. Mm -hmm. Well, I love your story, um, and we're we're just about out of time, but I'd love to have you spend just a couple of minutes um, as we wind down our conversation, talking because you mentioned systems. So, how did you kind of decide? how to systematize and put what you're doing together. Because in order to be able to have a flat rate for something, you've got to be really efficient at it and you've got to have a process. And a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with that. So how did you get started and kind of figure out what you needed and tweak it along the way? You know, it's my, it's my blessing and a curse because I'm really good at automating things. I'm really good at automating things uh, regardless of whether they, they good, they're good or bad, whether they work or they don't. So, and, it, and, and it's funny because a lot of people make fun of me because of that. As uh, soon as I get an idea, like, uh, let's do this, uh, what people would do is they would go and test and they do something. My brain starts going, okay, how do I automate this? Even before I, before I implemented it. So uh, what I did, uh, what, the, what the whole thing started with is, even though I'm a, I was a lawyer then, I, you know, I can also code, right? I'm, I'm, I'm good at programming. And I started as a hobby. So what I did is I locked myself up and I spent a week literally working 20-hour days writing code that would automate uh, the uh, entering into the contract with my business, right? Because I spent, you know, about three hours writing some contracts with a few clients. I'm like, I don't want to spend 45 minutes every time a new client comes on board uh, to customize mm -hmm. the contract. How do I automate this, right? And I spent a week. And when I was done and it's working, I'm like, Andre, you just wasted, you know, seven days of your life writing this. How many clients do you need to pay off for this, to, you know, for, for the wasted time? Uh, and um, to, at that point, I'm like, yeah, maybe it's, again, one of those other, you know, oh, and another case of Andre just going overboard with automation. But uh, a few days out later, I had a client who found the website, ordered the service, entered the agreement, 
accepted the agreement and paid without me even have to having to touch anything. And I'm like, it's working. It's working. Mm -hmm. And really that that was the basis for what Trademark Factory has become now. And every time you know, I, I get somebody to choose, I get those notifications by email. Like Andre, what you started back then still works. And so to me, it's about finding things that whenever I'm doing something more than once, right, or usually more than three times, when I see, when I see myself doing the same thing over and over and over again, my question is, how do I automate this? And one of the brilliant things that somebody told me two years ago that automation is not just about software. Automation is as long as you're not doing it yourself, right? So even having other people do it for you, as long as there's a system, as long as you can manualize it, as long as you can put this step, this step, this step, this step, and other people uh, can deliver, it's still automation. So that's mm -hmm. what I've been involved for the, for the past couple of years, just making up those manuals and whenever possible, just giving it all to software. Very interesting. And I think it's important. I know what we do with our clients on Turn Knowledge to Profit is we look and say, okay, if you create this type of program, how many people do you need to get into it to recover your cost and then start making more money? And it's usually a very low number. And people are shocked because they often have those preconceived ideas that it's going to cost a lot to create it. And I think that it's getting out of that box. And again, going back to what we talked about earlier, asking the right questions and then listening to the information you get. Um, this has been a fascinating conversation and I really appreciate your time. We'll have to um, have another conversation in the future. But how can our listeners learn more about you and connect with you? So I think the easiest way to connect with me is through my website, trademarkfactory.com. Uh, which is the website for Trademark Factory. Uh, and uh, if you guys have a brand that you think is worth not losing, and our own tagline is, if it's worth promoting, it's worth protecting. So if you've got a name or a tagline or uh, the logo, whatever it is that makes you uh, stand apart from your competition, it's your brand. If you want to check if it's trademarkable, uh, you're welcome to fill out the form for free, uh, and uh, uh, we will do the trademark search and tell you whether or not it's trademarkable. Again, we're not going to charge you anything for it, and if the answer to that is yes, would be happy would be happy to help you protect that brand. Uh, and we can file trademarks in Canada, U.S., Europe, Australia, and uh, some other countries as well. So it's not just Canada. Uh, Wherever you think your brand has value, we'll be happy to uh, we'll we'll be happy to help you protect it there. Well, thank you so much, and thank you so much for your generous sharing and your time today. It's been a great conversation. Thank you for having me over. Really, really enjoy this uh, the, the, this time. We need to take another quick break, and when we come back, it's our business builder. Stay tuned. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. 
With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. Are you ready to step into all of your greatness, to release the confidence that lies within, to stop playing small and settling for mediocrity? If so, then you need to join us at our eWomen Network International Conference and Business Expo in Dallas this year on August 4th through the 7th. There will be hundreds of women entrepreneurs from all over the world waiting to meet you to share knowledge, wisdom, and even partnerships. Our world-renowned speakers will teach, inspire, and motivate you to greater heights. Plus, the food, the fun, and entertainment at the best party in town will rock all of your senses. Look, no one makes it alone. So it's time to stop trying to be the COE, the chief of everything, and step into your role as CEO. The eWomen Network Conference is the perfect place to make that happen. Register at eWomenNetwork.com. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. As always, I'm here with Janelle, and our Business Builder segment today is all about how to elevate your one-on-one and small group coaching. Well, that's an interesting topic. What do you mean by elevating your coaching? Isn't coaching coaching? Well, it's not actually, and it's interesting because we meet so many coaches whenever we go to a networking event or we go and and talk with others, people in the industry, and we find that they're on something we call the coaching treadmill. They're working really hard, but they're still not earning the income they believe they deserve. And not only that, but they're frustrated because they're working a lot of hours, and when they don't work, they don't earn. So they're on this treadmill that they just can't get off of. They, they don't have time to do any other th- anything else other than coaching, but coaching isn't really satisfying their goals. Interesting. And I, I also know that when you're doing that kind of coaching, it really does limit your flexibility and it really ties you down. Yeah, it really does tie you down, you know, and it's not just on your end, but it's also on your client's end because, you know, if you're tied down and you're feeling like it's a drag, uh, you may think you're getting your energy up, but you're you're probably dragging them down as well, even though you may not realize it. So um, many coaches feel like that. They feel like they're working hard, but because each client is different and unique, they have to bring a completely unique approach to every single client interaction. And so when we talk about elevating your coaching, we really mean raising both the quality you provide and in many cases, the investment that you require from your clients. Let's talk a little bit more about that. So let's start with the um, quality of your coaching. How can a coach raise the quality? Well, really, coaching to us is all about having systems and structures in place. That's how you get consistent, repeatable quality. 
And that doesn't mean that you should treat every client exactly the same way, but what it does mean is that you should really approach every client the same way. And that enhances the consistency so that you have a process that you follow. So for example, when we put together a strategy roadmap for a client, which is really a definition design of their entire product ladder and what strategy they're gonna to follow to really build their business, we always start out with a discovery session. And that discovery session, in about 90 minutes, we can get everything we need to create that entire product ladder. So how do we do that? Well, we have a set of questions that we ask typically. Now, do we always ask exactly the same questions? No, because it really depends on how the, the conversation goes. It depends on where the client goes. It depends on what's important to them versus what's not important. So that's what I meant earlier when I said you approach every client the same way, but you don't treat them all the same. You have a system that you follow, and within that system, you discover what's unique about them. I think that's one of the challenges with coaches today, because we've talked about how it's difficult to make what you're worth and really create a business out of it. And I think a lot of coaches, when you hear coach, they think of a certain model, a certain process, and they're trying to fit into that where there are so many variables that go into how you coach, how you put your products and programs together. And if you don't know what you don't know, you don't ask the right questions to create the right process. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that it's too many times that coaches go into a session with a client and they start by asking, what do you want to talk about today? Or some version of that. And you know, it, it's been our experience that the, the best coaches always have an agenda for every call or every interaction. They always have a set of questions. And usually it's, it's under the umbrella of their unique solution. So that's, we've talked about creating a unique solution in a, a previous business builder. And if you uh, don't remember that one or didn't get a chance to listen to that one, I would definitely encourage you to go back and do that because it's really, really key. Your unique branded solution, that's really where it all starts. So once you create that solution, um, then you can put everything else under that umbrella. So for example, Turn Knowledge to Profit is an example. Again, uh, we have a unique branded solution that is the quick six formula. It's the proven steps to a six-figure income in just six months. So everything we do falls under that. So when we go out and coach with someone, we have a very specific set of steps that we follow that all fit under that umbrella process. Uh, we don't do the entire process with every client. We only do what they particularly need or want, but it still is under that umbrella. And so that way, the client has a great understanding of the larger context of, of what they're doing. So how does their piece fit in with the overarching process or the overarching solution? And they know what they're going to get and how you're going to get there. So even if a coach approaches clients in a consistent way, how do they get off the coaching treadmill that you talked about earlier? Well, we, we just talked about having a consistent approach. That's really the first step. And you know, the second step is to 
create lower priced offerings that you can, you know, quote unquote, slot in under your coaching at a lower price point. So the, the challenge that a lot of coaches have when they're on the treadmill is they're charging um, $50, $100 for their time and per hour for their time. And and that means they have to work a lot of hours to get to where they want to be financially. One of the reasons that they're at that lower price point is because as a initial purchase from a client, you can't go in and say, uh, I'd love to work with you. I don't really know you that well, but here, you know, my, my rate is $1,000 an hour. You know, no one's going to buy that unless you're an incredibly good salesperson. But it's much easier for them to to buy a coaching package at $300 or $500 or whatever it might be. So by creating these other products and services that slot in underneath at those lower price points, at the $400, $500, $1,000 price point, you can push your coaching one-on-one -on -one or small group up to a higher price point. So let me give you an example. So if a coach takes their unique solution, and again, it goes all, always goes back to the unique solution. If they have that unique solution and they create a simple e-course at say the $500 price point, $497 or maybe $597, wherever it is for them. So now they have that as an entry level product. Then they leverage that into a VIP program at say the $1,500 level. That then enables them to raise their one-on-one -on -one coaching and put it into a structured experience and really get a premium price for it. Maybe it's two to three to $4,000 for that coaching package. So without those lower priced products, it would really be difficult for a coach to entice clients to just jump into a $3,000 coaching experience. But when you have that e-course and then you have the VIP program as natural steps, um, they can enter at those lower price points and then step up to your structured coaching uh, when they're really interested in investing more of both their time and their money and really getting a more intimate experience with you. Well, and I know you've talked to a number of clients also when you're looking at their process and what they do. And I think it's a typical um, challenge that a lot of coaches have. We try to as you always say, jam, you know, 10 pounds of rice in a five pound bag. And I, I hear you over and over again when you're walking people through the process and creating a roadmap or even looking at what they're gonna create to really look at what are the goals of what you're offering? What do you want them to walk away with? And you wanna create a success when we over, deliver too much information people get overwhelmed and they don't take action so it's really important it's not about under delivering it's about delivering something that's going to help them move the dial get results and get progress so oftentimes what someone thinks goes in one course is actually two or three courses that's one of the benefits of really working with an expert um, and if anyone's interested in learning more about what they have and what they might be able to create, we would love to talk to you. And you can go to our website at turnknowledgetoprofit.com and connect with Michael, or you can send an email to Michael at T 
tk2p.com. That's Michael at tk the number 2p.com. Let's start a conversation and help you create your products and programs and get your message out there to make a bigger difference. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for a future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.